Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which can be a little salty, a little bitter, maybe a little uh, spicy, but at the end of the day, hopefully, mildly, sweet. Hi, guys. Hi. So today we're talking about 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Season 7, Episode 14. Stand by me. Oh, I was so darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand now. Mm-hmm. Stand by me. Stand by me. Whenever you're in trouble, won't you stand by me? Oh, okay. Well, just you know, I was thinking of another song, and you sang that too long, so now it's gone from my head. It's like there's no other song. If the song, if if the episode is called "Stand by Me," what in God's name song would come to anyone else's mind besides the one I just sang? Well, what I'm saying is that I can't tell you now. Well, not not as important, not as great. Listen, just like just like Darwin, the fittest thoughts survive. Great, good one. (laughs) Just like Darwin, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just like him, Galapagos Island. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. What are you feeling about HEA? Like, some people, Maddie and Poodle, are over it. Are you over it? Yeah, because I'm like knee deep in single life and I really like single life. And I can't believe that we're like subjected to what feels like such manufactured drama from HEA, which is interesting why it doesn't feel like that all the time in 90 Day. Like some, um, a single life, like some of the Natalie stuff is like, God bless. But like, I, I'm like, Debbie found someone, you know, like it's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, how deep are you in it? Like, are you, when are you going to be waist deep in single life? That's my question to you. I don't know what number I'm at. I don't, I, I can't tell you what number I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think single life, I was going to say submit life. Single life is good. (laughs) It was good. And I'm happy for Debbie. Very happy for her. Because, like, I just keep looking at her and I go, anyone can have a makeover and look great. Mm -hmm. Look better. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And sometimes you look at people and you're like, oh, no, like, haram, you know? But then, like, because Debbie, I, I looked at her and I was like, Jesus, haram, haram, haram. And then she comes out with this, she's got longer hair and it's red. And, like, I mean, the eyelashes are just, they're bad. But they're good, you know? You know, it gives her a little something, you know? Like, yeah, I think that when you feel good, you you radiate a little something. It's very obvious that Debbie started to like feel herself in a way that she wasn't feeling herself before. She had just like, you know, desexualized herself and and, or felt desexualized. You know, she was just like momming it up with Colty who just God bless and just like leading their like unhealthy mouth breathing lives together, you know, in the middle of like Las Vegas. And because they got on the show and she got a little, you know, notoriety and a little like, 
wherewithal behind her. I'm happy that she took that as a way to kind of like better her life and not in a toxic way, like not in a way where Larissa goes and gets like every surgery possible and, you know, just like turns herself into like, I mean, a crazy looking person. Like whether, you know, I think that it's just feeling like you have a little more going on for you than maybe you felt like before. Like maybe you're a little more interesting. Maybe people want to talk to you. Maybe just the simple act that when she walked, walked around, people lit up and were like, Debbie, you know, there's something about people, way the people treat you and also the way that you feel about yourself. And so there's this like sort of dance that happens between them. And it's interesting, maybe, because the 90 day world can be so cruel to its characters, you know, but for Debbie, the drama that she provided wasn't necessarily mean spirited on her part. She just seemed kind of like, I mean, a very interesting older lady, the way she talks specifically, like with a very culty kind of, you know, like I just, that was a very interesting voice when I first heard it. I mean, my eyes are glued to the screen, my ears open. So we let Larissa be like, whatever, queen of, queen of mean. And then like Debbie just kind of like got to be on the show. And so I don't think she gets a lot of hate. So I think the attention she gets is positive enough that like, yeah, I mean, this is like a success story in the way that like Annie and David are, you know? Oh my gosh, you guys, I got to tell you, you ready for a scoop? This is a 90 day scoop that no one can give you but me. Wow. So I'm watching The Crown with my dad and David texts me, okay? And he's like, hey, like, how have you been? Like, David David and Annie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, hey, good. You know, this is on Friday night. And he's like, hey, I write back, hey, good. You know, he calls me immediately. Like, immediately, like, phone call where I'm like, Ugh, you know, like, I have to get up and get up. And like, you know, my dad is like pissed because he's watching like Diana, you know, just like ruin the kingdom. And then like, he's like, look, like, Annie's birthday is Monday, which technically is right now today. Today's Annie's birthday, but I'm going to throw like, and like Caleb's coming out and like, you should go like, it's gonna be like a surprise party. And at the same time, it was supposed to be a surprise party. And then he said that Annie just found out because like, he was like, yeah, Annie, uh, we're going to go downtown Saturday. And she's like, why? And he was like, mm. so I guess he ended up telling her, but then threw her like a surprise party. And I went on Instagram and Caleb like posted from it and I could have gone, but unfortunately the next day was a Notre Dame versus USC game that I had told my dad that I would drive him to because he bought a ticket for him and his older brother, which is my cousin's older, my cousin's father. And they're just two old guys that we felt bad about like walking around the Coliseum. So we told them we would go and pick them up. And so I had promised them that. And so I didn't get my butt to Arizona to go to Annie's surprise party. Why? Oh, her, her internet, her internet's out. No, it's not. No, I'm just well, kidding. Your You're internet probably. went out and at the beginning of this. So I didn't know that it was a surprise party until it came back in. Also, I cannot even believe that you didn't tell me. What if I could have gone to Arizona? Is it because he didn't invite me? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no. Uh, I love you, but that was a huge sip of wine. You went to, you ended up going to work on Saturday or something like that. Yeah, but like Okay. You're right. I couldn't have gone. I but it's like you just didn't tell me. I think that's so rude. Okay. I just think it's beyond rude. So then does that mean that we should do their next season? Yes. Okay. Great. So going back to what we're talking about, which is Happily Ever After in this dumbass show. Did we start with a couple? Did we start with a couple yet? No, we didn't. 
we're just okay. like you know giving a, giving them a little like hey here's us we chat okay we'll, we chat, chat about our lives like well, that was some crazy tea i cannot even believe that uh you got invited to annie's party and you didn't go and not only didn't you not go you didn't tell me too also it's crazy that your father still to this day believes that diana ruined the monarchy Oh, no, it's just like it was at the time in which Diana was giving her like bombshell interview. When you watch The Crown, you know, I'm talking about it's like season five or whatever. It's like she was just giving her bombshell interview that like, you know, it was, it's not that she he doesn't think that she ruined the monarchy. Oh, okay. I'm just like being someone like it's just where we are in the season. A, B. Also, Walt, just so you know, the listeners, Walt never calls me anymore. Like she moved. She moved and she like never texts me, never calls me. So, you know, like for her to be like, I can't believe you didn't call me. It's like mm, it's a two way street. Anyway, go on. You're right. You're right. I don't. And it is because. I am so happy that I just like I I came home today and like was so happy to be by myself. Like I I am filled with the most I am so content that I don't need to talk to anyone. It's terrible. It's terrible. And you're not like I you know I was like oh my family hasn't called me and then I was like oh it's because I haven't done anything for them either. I'm just like in my own world of like bliss. You know, it's like I'm in a, like a drug. It's like I'm in a heroin induced haze, you know, like think of it like that. I want you to think of like I'm on cloud nine. Also, stress of moving and everything. I've got so much to do every single day, but like I'm on cloud nine. So like just think that I'm in some kind of drug induced coma. OK, but all I'm saying is if you're ever driving and you just want to like talk, God bless. OK, so let's start with a couple. Shall we? 11 minutes in. Pick one. Wa. Pick one. I want to say Mirenam Wahimae. Great. I start with thanks, Chris. Yeah, you did write that. What's happening? Let's move on to our first couple. And okay, Jenny and Sumit, I think is who you're talking about. Yeah, and that's how you say my name is Wahima. It's Miranam Wahimae. Thank you. Oh, great. I'm learning all of my Hindi. Or is that the language or is that the people? I got to look it up. Anyways, yeah, because that's how so she introduced herself. We start off at a Bollywood dancing class, which I thought was just amazing because your girl loves Bollywood. Your girl got into a Shah Rukh Khan like whirlpool about two years ago and I have truly been transformed. And I love it that Sumit is like, I'm Indian. I, I obviously have the moves uh, because like I'm a good dancer. I not only do I dance in the clubs or did I dance in the clubs as a youngster? I also would learn all the dances from all of the Bollywood shows. And then he gets down there and he's like me. He's like me. I think I can dance still too. And I cannot, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, he was horrible. I mean, yeah. not, not at all good. I mean, like really out of like, felt like he hadn't ever even danced you know like any sort of like indian you know so or bollywood i guess is like what it should be but that choreographer was very fun and listen you know i so he thinking can dance has definitely showed a lot of bollywood choreography so i know what it's like to go to a bollywood dance class because i've been virtually so many times and seen the hand movements and what has to happen it's very high energy it's a lot of knees you know what i'm saying like things have to get like lubricated you know and it's like super fast or whatever and so yeah i mean no not everyone can keep up but it was a really fun activity for them to all to do and like you know here's the thing there's no shortage of fun activities that jenny and sumit were up for this season they're like zip lining honey sign us up oh kama sutra class honey sign us up vacuum vacuum cleaning shopping 
sign us up. But also, you know, like, yeah, and we'll do this now too. Dirty mop mopping, sign me up. Yeah. Also, you know what? I I love that. I love that we now know that there could have been more things done if Sumit didn't go to work. So there's that, Chris. We now know. Uh, and even Christina is in on it. You know, Christina, oh, are we going to lose you again to work? I, yeah, that's the great. Christina's like, <laughs> Christina's crazy. I don't know. How is Christina so much on her side, her mom's side? I mean, you know, like if she, I mean, we don't know what it's like. We don't, listen, we don't know what it's like to have uh, that type of mother. I'm assuming that. Christina has seen her mother go through a lot, especially since she's been a spinster for 25 years. And that, you know, this, Christina's father obviously, like, never I don't heard know, that word. Left her high and dry. Anyways, I've never so, heard that word, Wa. Had you, I mean, I've heard spinster my whole life. I had just, listen, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I have known the word spinster, I feel like, my entire life. Yes, I, like maybe I saw it in like Match Girl. Maybe I saw it in Annie. Maybe I saw it in, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is that, that word is in my zeitgeist. It's in my dictionary. It was my second word. <laughs> I just like, wow. And I knew. Yeah. I pre I premeditated my life. I was like, Dada. Spinster. Yeah. I and am that's a where spinster. I am right now. Yeah, that's where I am yeah. now. It's just like, I just like don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, in a world there are people who just wouldn't know what that word is if you don't read any like of the types of books I read or didn't do theater or didn't read the types of books I've read. So I guess that's where it could be. So <laughs> Sumit is terrible at this dancing. And did you, did you check it that Christina's girlfriend's name is Jen as well? So Christina yeah, married to Jen. Yeah. Or a Jenny yeah. or Jennifer or whatever, but she goes by Jen. Cause I was like, when Jenny called her Jen, Jenny actually called her Jenny. And I was like, what's happening? Did you, why did you call her by your name? And then I realized that that's what was going on. Um, so they get back to the house and submit it's, it's announced that Sumit has to go to work. And then he says, I've got to go to work, but I also need to talk with my parents. And she's like, great, we'll go with you. And I was like, whoa, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. And Sumit thinks it's a bad idea too. Cause he like folds his hands and starts to smirk. And I'm like, why do you think that it is in your somewhere within your place to go talk to some elders about their elder, your mother, this is your mother's fight. This is not your fight. Like you want to go there and see how he defends her, defends her against what? Like I really like, unless when they are directly attacking her, then I'm like, okay, Sumit, you're an ass for not doing what you need to do. But for the most part, they're not directly attacking her. They're attacking his choices to be with this quote oldie. Well, they attack her, but they just do so in Hindu. So she's never really quite <laughs> sure what they're saying. All she sees is this. Just like, you know, like, and so she yeah. knows it's bad, you know, and she knows it's not good. She's not comfortable about it. But like, it isn't like she can actually hear the mom when she says she has big arms or whatever the hell the mom's going to say. You know what I'm saying? But like, also, what is Sumit supposed to do? I mean, I do understand that he's kind of like, Pussing out 100%. But they fail to understand that Sumit, like, can't lose his family. That is his culture. They, 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 they truly just don't get that this man and Indian parents and in the culture is, like, very, very difficult. And her, yeah. her, her answer is to whisk him away to America where they can just live their lives. 
And I'm like, this person is never going to be settled. He he's like, it's like, you know, it's like he's I don't know. It's just like ancestors and shit. Like in this in the States, we don't pay attention to our ancestors like that way. We don't pray to them. We don't think about family lineage like that. We don't think about clans and tribes and all that stuff. But when you're in other countries where ancestors and family and tribes and like all those things are very important and they build the foundation of who you are as a person. You can't just pull that away from him and expect him to just defend and like run off into sunset with Jenny. Like he wants both and he's going to continue to fight for both. And having Christina there to try to tell them that they just quote unquote need to get over it is not going to work. I think it's like, yeah, it's just such a misunderstood cultural thing where it's that thing where you know, it'd be hard for gay people of certain cultures to come out. I think it's hard for gay people to come out to their parents in most cultures, but in maybe like for, you know, Chris, for uh, Jen and Chris, uh, is Jenny's daughter named Christine? I forgot. Chris. I'm like, that's my name. I got confused. Obviously she came out to her mom at some point or Jenny just looked at her and was like, we're gay, you know, <laughs> like when she was five. I don't know what it is, you know, but obviously Jenny was or is now at least very cool. And it, I, and it seems like she probably was chill and cool. Then Jenny seems like a chill and cool progressive liberal person where, and, and maybe not, maybe it was hard for them at first and maybe they have gotten to this place. I'm not quite sure, you know, but if, you know, if Sumit was gay and Jenny was her, his lover, you know, it would be hard for Sumit to come and tell his parents this for like a lot of these reasons. He can't have kids. Da, 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 da. It's different. You know, people, what, what people are going to say, you know, the, his friend, you know, her, their neighbors, blah, 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 blah. And so I think that there's this thing that's like, well, be yourself. Just tell them to fuck off and you're who you are and you're going to love who you're going to love. And if they don't get it, they don't fucking get it. And you're done. You know, there's just that, which I know for people to be happy that that is a great choice for some people. And I think that that is a great choice for some people. If you know, like, and for some people, it's just a, not an easy choice for whatever reason. Now, assume it's not gay, as I said, but there's a lot of parallels to that, you know, of like him having to stand up for who he loves in his life against whose parents who don't, who disapprove and letting them know that it's a boundary that if they don't accept it, we're not going to have him in his life. And then they would come back to submit being like, you're great. Bye. We're not going to have you in our life. And so he'd yeah. be like, no, mommy, you know, it's yeah. why he can't put his foot down. Yeah. Because at this point, literally he's going to be like, great. We don't even want you at our funeral. So like, bye-bye, you know, and submit's already trying. He He's never had a power position to play here, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like, I think they would feel more shame in their life if they ever accepted this relationship. And that's what, Jenny, Jenny and her family don't understand that the, that how shame <laughs> rules this family. And it's just like the only way they can combat the shame of their son choosing to be with a barren old woman is that they shun him and never speak to him again so that they can at least hold their face in society and said, our son did something we didn't approve of. And we ignored his dumb ass. Like we, we are. Try to stop we, it. Yeah. yeah. And we're no longer going to be a part of his life. And so like, I get, I understand, I just, I, 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 oh, I guess I just understand both sides of it. And I just wish that they would stop trying to force Sumit to 
submit. <laughs> yeah, no, but you were brought up the, the greatest point ever, which is like, it's actually very heavy handed, this scene. So basically what we're trying to say, yeah, obviously submit is then forced to, for some reason, bring Jenny and Jenny's like family to meet his, to meet his family when Jenny right now is not even allowed. And for any other, like any other normal human would just be like, oh, you know, at this, at this time, that's not a great idea. Thank you so much, but no, thank you. Not this time. And they'd be like, why can't we come? He'd be like, well, because I, A, you're not invited. (laughs) (laughs) B, you're going to make matters worse with your American ideals and you trying to force my parents to do something. And like, you're younger than my parents and Jenny's older than my parents. And there's like, it's not, it's like, it's not going to work. And he, he, he says exactly what his fear is that he's worried they're going to get there and make things worse. And that, you know, and they say they will. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, listen, we're going to be very nice, honey, as long as they're nice to my mom, as long as they don't do anything that would ever ruffle any feathers or make my mom awkward or or, or be mean to her. And all that Sumit can do is play over in his mind that every time in which they've been around Jen, they've said everything wrong. Like, in his mind, he must just be like, well, at least Jenny's kids don't speak Hindu. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or, in, you know, like, because if you do, honey, like, let me find out what the name of that damn language is. I know, because we sound like ignorant folk. Yeah, okay. I know, horrible. We're sorry. Okay. We aren't scholars, unless that's scholar. I'm a scholar. I don't know what the fuck you're Oh, really? Well, you're a scholar of Google, Google, honey. So basically, yeah, like it's just, it's wildly inappropriate for them to just like push their invite into this. But we know it's also like the producers because things have to happen while Jenny's um, family's there. So I, you know, whatever. And so I, I it will say, will it be good TV? Yes, it will. Do you want to see Sumit's mom look at Jenny's kids? Yes, I, yes, you do. Do you want to see like Jen look at Sumit's mom and like a stare down happen between Jen and Sumit's mom? Yes, you do. Why? I think. Hindi is the name of the language. Why is Hindi not the official? I think Hindi is the name of the language. Why is, yeah, Hindi. Which countries speak Hindi? Hindi is a language spoken in more than 20 countries. It's Hindi. Hindi, Hindi, Hindi. People are Hindu. The language is Hindi. Okay. Yeah, I I don't remember what the last thing you just said was, but I don't agree with him. (laughs) Going to see the mom, because I was looking it up, sorry. I don't agree with him going to see the mom. And no way you want to see it. Even though you don't agree. Even though you don't agree, sure. But don't you want to see that scene? I mean, I don't, I do want to see that scene. It just makes me awkward because I just, I get like, I get real awkward. Like, you know, speaking of Natalie, I get really awkward when she like acts too crazy about what Josh. And so like, it's the same thing. It just makes me say cringe. it again. No, say it again. Say it again. Josh. <laughs> So He's the next so morning, crazy. she's wild. She's Mike. Oh my God. And she was a legendary like, woman for Mike. <laughs> I just, I, 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 yeah. I she called me for Mike. I, I am legendary woman for Mike because Mike will never find woman tall, as beautiful as me. But for me, Mike, he's okay. <laughs> such a bitch okay so next morning after that awkward stand down about meeting your family jenny's like why did you leave these dishes here for me and i i know this is now the running joke because she can't be this lazy this man yeah, cooked yeah, a yeah. five course meal with yeah. chana and all of the fixings with like parsley on top as a garnish and she's not gonna wash dishes 
madam what, what else have you have to do she's like why did you have to use all the pads and why did you have to use all the at first i was like well i mean the plates are the plates or whatever and like yeah he has to like, like cook more than one thing i mean you know i don't know yeah. honey like be happy that you're not doing any of that you know yeah 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 so then jenny has a secret meeting with the lawyer and again we have one of these scenes where the <laughs> indian person just is looking at fucking jenny like she's a wild woman like she's a wild maniac who's come to india to destroy their culture so the lawyer is like the lawyer is like uh hey i would like you know jenny says hey i would like to you know bring my husband to the u.s and he's like okay well just to first let you know it's going to be two years okay there's a lot of things going on but um i really want to know more about your family so how like are you a spinster Oh, <laughs> honey, and there was, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't have told you. I just wouldn't have believed that there would have been no way in Hades that she didn't understand what the word Spencer was. I get, yeah. she, you know, like, how did you not know or whatever? And also, I like the way when uh, Christine said that there was no way in Hades she didn't let anyone disrespect her mom. And I was like, me good tv anyway yeah so also it's just like yeah it's gonna be two years and then they get to talking and they also discuss the fact that for some reason also they could interview sumit's parents yeah and i thought to myself why because in my mind if you're applying for a visa in the u.s then somebody from the u.s consulate is the one that does the interview for you i didn't know that like the homeland folk would want to have a conversation with you about you getting a visa to go to another country. I thought the U S is the one that gave you the visa, not your home country. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, I mean, um, did you have permission? And he's, she's like, well, no, the, they, they knew afterwards we got married afterwards. And he's like, okay, well, how older is he? And she's like, he's uh 33, almost 34, almost 34. <laughs> so he's, He's getting up there in age. Yeah. (laughs) And like, how old are you? Well, I'm 63. And he's like, oh, well, okay. So they're going to want to know why someone as young as him would want to be with someone as old and dried up as you. Like, basically, it's just like, and that man is probably closer to her age than anything. And the way he's talking to her is just like wild. I think it's like one of those, it's okay. Like, you know how, like, you're supposed to be, like, guilty or you're, like, innocent to presume until, like, assumed guilty, but, like, basically you're, like, guilty and you got to prove your innocence? Yeah. I think it's that thing where, like, when you get a fiancé visa, it's assumed you guys aren't in love and you're trying to, like, weasel your way in. Mm. So from that moment of us thinking that this isn't real and you're weaseling your way into this country, prove to us that you love each other, like, by, like, creating a kid or here's some pictures now you two are going to come to us not only trying to like you know weasel your way into the country but then trying to tell us honey that a 34 year old with a 63 year old and by the way 33 year old let's be honest because he's not 34 yet yeah it's also he's like she's like well we love each other we've been together for 10 years and so i don't i mean it makes sense you know his family doesn't approve and the lawyer's like it has the family filed an injunction because they can do that. They can file, they can go with the police. So you want to make sure that there's nothing on record that says that the family, do you live with the family? No. Okay. Do they agree with this? No. All right. Well, there's a high possibility that they have filed some kind of report 
on you. So you should figure that out first. Like, you're not taking our citizen away. Like, it was just like, so <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, like, they're like, anytime we get a report by a family, this, this special law, of course, is made famous <laughs> by the family de Libby. Libby of America. Anytime a report is given by a family member, we are we look heavily into it. Yeah, because criminals. So, thank God for the family to Libby and the laws that we have the because Libby. of that. Yeah, the Libby criminals. Okay, so anything else to say about them? No. Let's move on to the family de Libby. God, this is such a damn good picture of Libby. Like, right? If you guys are watching this on Patreon, you'll see, like, she just looks like a good mix of Jin and Becky. Becky and Boogie. It's not a real picture. Her eyebrows have never looked like that. That's not her real. Like, when has when has her eyebrow? That's not her eyebrows. These are this I'm is a fake picture. Look at her eyebrows in that picture, and then tell me in time in which you've ever seen such thick, robust eyebrows on Libby. <laughs> I don't I've never paid attention to her eyebrows enough to know that that is wrong. But I'm going to tell you that I, with you. huh? <laughs> Why do you do a podcast with me? Why am I doing a podcast with you? If you're going to tell me to my face, because if you're on Patreon, because you can do it with each other. You, who else would do a, po- a podcast with you? Uh, let me answer, answer, ask the question. Answer, why, ask, 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 let me, let me, why am I doing a podcast with you when you haven't paid any attention over the many seasons to Libby's eyebrows or what they look like or anyone's eyebrows? I know what everyone's eyebrows and all the shows we watch what their eyebrows look like. I can paint them. Okay. Well, I know what Eleanor's eyebrows look like. So, Mila's. Andre, this is hot off of their interaction, and Libby's wearing the craziest sunglasses. They don't look good on her face. It's like I get what she's going for, but those sunglasses are for like either an older lady who's like trying to have some panaz in her life, or like a black lady. Like they just didn't, they didn't frame her face well. She was giving, it was giving, I'm trying too hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you thought they were good? Or you just didn't think about it? Uh, I don't remember seeing them. I, can't, okay. I wish you had a picture. I'd be like, I'm seeing her being like, I wish I had a picture on them, honey, because I can't remember what those sunglasses look like. Yeah, they're just like, asymm- they were like rectangle, but not like kind, like a trapezoid. And they had like, a, they were thick all around and like a, like a tortoise, tortoise shell. But then there was like a, one of those, those little lines, those metal pieces. You're not even looking at me that I can show you right now. So oh. I don't know, like a little metal piece right here like that like tied part? it together. No, yeah. like a little metal piece right here. That's not an aviator part. It's just like a weird, like piece of metal from here to here. And anyways, they're in the car and it's afterwards. And she's like, you know, there's a difference between talking and yelling. And He's like, no, there is not. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you know, I, I, I like these fucking women, fuck, fucking, you know, fucking, fucking. I feel the, you know, fuck, I, I'm trying to tell them, uh, you know, Andre, <laughs> they need to pay attention because I am someone from the outside and I have wisdom. I can yeah. tell you from the side who the problem is. Yeah. They're like, no, you are inside and you are the problem. That's why we're not listening to you. This guy is so delusional. But if you mm-hmm. had to have a husband like that, just a thick, tall man with a strong jaw to like flip you up and down. I mean, listen, what? I know Andre digs her down. I would never see Becky or Buki again. I'd be so <laughs> happy about it. I'd be like, bye, bitches. That man digs her down and he takes care of her. Even if it's like he, I mean, like I, I think that Andre was, well, we don't know this for sure. I think that he's a good dad too. Uh I think as much as he like yells and hollers and probably tells her that she's doing things wrong. 
he still will be like, let me change, baby. Let me do this. Like, I get up with my, like, he's still, like, he's just wants to command everything from every perspective. And I yes, would be he- like, $750,000 a year. So, honey, yes. I'd be like, bye, Becky. Bye, Buki. Bye, drunk ass Charlie. Bye, Feetsy, Footsie, Megan. I don't give a shit about any of you. Pam, Chuck, bye. Well, Chuck's on my side. Bye. I have, I will just be singing Mary Has a Little Lamb for the rest of my days, honey. I'd be so happy about it. Yeah. So, like, I understand why she, he, this man, like, is probably so consuming lib while he's, like, looking down at her and he's like, I want to fuck you. Lib, come here, lib. Okay, 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 so yeah, like he is trying to explain this whole ass fight and Libby just has to hear this. Now Libby feels bad. Libby's like, I should have just first of all told those sisters. I should have told those sisters that I was having the kid. It was kind of dumb on my part. They, you know, had a reason to be mad and then like that took my power away, which is true. Like truly the matter is like even in like girl politics, it's like she was dumb for doing that why she thought she could get away with just being like yeah i put on social media you should have just like congratulated me without them being like bitch you put it on social media you didn't even like text us you know she just like she didn't really ever have her have a leg to stand on in that conversation so it's pretty obvious that afterwards she knows that she has to feel some certain way about it and but even though she's regretful regretful andre obviously is not now what i should be said in this moment is well next time you shouldn't come andre Maybe Andre shouldn't come. If Andre is such a great dad, and he is, we have a new baby coming, and we're talking about the fact that, like, maybe we have to get a babysitter now, and he's like, maybe, maybe not. And it's like, yeah, well, okay, maybe not. Then, yeah, you sit home with the babies and let her have a meal with the people that were, like, around her when she was two, you know? Yeah, I really just think that Andre is fine, and so I understand why she takes all of his nonsense. So she wants him to take it easy on her family because, you know, he's, she's like, listen, they piss you off, they piss me off. But what we need to do is walk into any situation and just be the bigger pe- people because we already know we're going to be pissed off. So there's no reason to fight them. And I'm like, oh my God, Libby, that's such a terrible way to go into therapy is to, like, you know, choose to just be the bigger person the whole time. No, you have to, like, interact and not just be like hmm. like if you're going to for therapy you got to like talk and be real and be honest with whatever's happening so it just feels like a weird tactic that she's trying to do sorry i'm just gonna put my phone up so i can see it no i i like the fact of choosing to be a better bigger person which really means this choose to be a bigger person means this i'm better than them i'm just better than them so when i go into conversations i'm just gonna remember that i'm better than them and if they get upset i'll just smile with the thought but ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm better than you. Like that's what that, I feel like that's what it means. Doesn't yeah, it but it's not. It, yes, you're right. But I don't think it's the most healthy thing to do because it can. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ah. So I'm just like, it's it's not healthy to do if you wanted to do that. And he's he's like, you know, fuck, I can't do anything because you know Charlie has just such a fucking punchable face. So I don't know how I'm going to be. And so. <laughs> The note says on that subject, I already put concrete on it and I don't care. That is what this man, he is full of just like metaphors and he just found a lot, he just found a lot of American sayings and he's just going to say that. He's like, look, as far as this subject goes, I'm just going to put concrete on it and it's done. It's done. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So then their next scene, Libby's wearing some kind of denim ruffly situation with like a cheetah bra underneath and they take Ellie and Andre and they go to a niche baby store to look for a stroller instead of the good old Walmart or the Target. 
to look for a stroller and they get in there and all of a sudden he's looking around at all this baby stuff and she's so excited and he's like lib what if i get deported what do we do then lib think about it you can't stay here i need you to come with me and then he's like oh, i don't know what i'm going to do i have to like pack my car my kids and my dog and leave in five minutes I said, Andre, if they're going to tell you that you no longer have a visa, they're going to give you like 30 days to exit the country. No one's going to expect you to do it in a weekend. Yeah, you're right. But remember, remember, it made me think of that couple that that girl got knocked up by the personal trainer and then did choose to get to give birth in. I don't think it was Russia. God, I forgot what country he lived in. Remember, she got and he had a baby by someone else. Her parents came. uh, Alexi or... It was something like that. But she was like the third baby mama and the third baby mama, the third wife. And he was, did not want to be around any of his children at all. Like, and he had left them all when like they're pregnant. So she was just like, I, I hope I don't gain that. I I can't wait to lose weight again and start, and and start exercising because it's really important for Alexi to, you know, be physically fit. And last time um, I met him at the gym when he had his um, wife uh, had home after she gave birth and she was a little out of shape so i kind of got him got him like i catch or i catch him like i leave him or whatever it is you know the whole point I of mean, the story is you can you they leave you like you got him you know what i'm talking about no just try to say it you lose him like you get him yeah that sounds good and, maybe not i don't know but basically it means that like if if a man cheats on you or cheats on someone with you he will cheat on you later and you'll lose him because yeah. if a man cheats a man's a cheater so yeah um but he he was a fucking he loved just to bust in guts he loved to shoot the club up because mm-hmm. he just did it three times and then we went to meet the other wife and the other wife was just like yeah he just left us yeah no you know we weren't divorced and i don't know he just didn't communicate with me and i guess this is the way he feels and he doesn't even take care of his son anymore i ask him to come and he won't so yeah he's just with yeah. you and your kid now so just be prepared yeah so then yeah he starts to have all these ideas and it starts to upset libby and i was just like wow libby that that baby is taking life from her i could see it i could see that growing fetus just sucking the absolute life out of her and it made really yeah she's she looks spent she was looking real tired and then it's like i'm always envious of women who have children or like are got pregnant because it's just was such an easy depending on how they were not saying all women are easy it was an easy feat i'm just saying like it's something that i wanted and so to to have like to see this shining example of like what it was supposed to be where you find someone who loves you and you guys like have a baby and then he's like fully there and supportive of you the entire time of your pregnancies and like even if you do look tired that he's still there and he loves you it's just like really nice and so i was happy for her in that moment but he's a he's a crazy person and she's just gonna have to deal with that for the rest of her life so that's true that's true that was the you know drawbacks so she really wants to give birth in the u.s and then he's like lib think about who's going to help you if i'm not here and i was like andre her entire family Mm -hmm. what are you talking about Mm -hmm. they're not gonna not help her through her pregnancy because you're not here Mm -hmm. they're gonna help her they're going to be so happy. Another thing that I was always also like, I didn't like the shade of brown liner that Libby was using. It looked almost reddish brown, which made me think that she had some kind of eye infection for a second. It needed to, to be like not a warm brown. 
it was almost like a brown like red like and i wanted it to be more of a neutral or not warm brown around her eye i understand what you're saying she's such a pale lady she's so truly pale that you know eyeshadows and eyeliners can be can be a little difficult to like get you know Mm -hmm. like look good or whatever because but anyway yeah so having said that whoever did her eyebrows in that one picture honey or if that's computer generated i mean let's tattoo them on like that because look great let's move on to jovi and yara because they were dumb I mean, how, how, this is the third or fourth episode now that we are in Europe still talking about her not wanting to go home. I know it. I know it. It's like, basically like, yeah, let's just get through this one. So they finally get to Germany, honey. And Katrina, you know, her friend's going to meet her in Germany. So they get to the hotel and she's like, take this baby to like Jovi. And Jovi takes a baby. And he's like, why? She's like, you're going to meet Katrina now? She's like, yes, obviously. Yes. She's one of my best friends and she's here. So like Katrina comes over. Now Katrina was dropped Yara off at the airport when she left to meet Jovi. And basically at that time, Yara looked at her best friend and was like, girl, two months. <laughs> two months. You'll yeah. see me. Wait to like hang out again, girl. It'll be like, our girl's time in Kiev. Bye. And then two and a half years later, a pandemic, a baby, and a fucking war. These two women see each other again, okay? And now her best friend's like mildly famous. You know what I'm saying? God bless. What a what a what a time for this. They hug. Katrina's cute. You know, like I it's like it's crazy to probably see each other. Yara's like, yeah, I have a baby, I'll beat her, you know, like it's it's well, I'll never know what it's like to meet my friend. Hopefully, I never know what it's like to meet my friend after that person escaped a war. And so for these women, it's like they just start talking right away. And so it, it, interesting is, it's like, what I really want to know is like everything about their lives. And I hate that we have to like have any sort of like manufactured Joby drama. And I almost, but, and so let me say this. It feels like, I don't know. I just don't, why don't I believe the fact that like, this is really is happening that Yara is just like, now that you're here, I think I want to stay. Did she think that he'd be like, okay. You know what? Putting myself in the position because I have family that's foreign and I can definitely see that happening. Like I could definitely see, definitely see a situation where you go to said country and then you get there and you're like, what do I, I don't have a job. What do I need to go back to the States for? Like, what do, and like, and her point of Jovi just like, they, they keep trying to say like, oh, you can, you want to separate him from his baby girl. And Yara was like, he be separated from that baby girl. Like, what are you talking about? The argument cannot be that I'm taking him away from his Milo away from him and his mother. They don't see her enough for them to truly feel bereft. It's the control part of it, that they don't want me so far away, which that needs to be Jovi's main thing is like, Yara, I truly do not feel comfortable with you here. Like it's going to make my time away at work. Very anxious. Like I would make me happy to know that you're safe at home and not in a place or near a place where she could just pop off. Right. And then like i mean we're skipping ahead but who cares this is a dumb story like i i so i get that i just wish that yara i just wish that that would be his argument because otherwise i understand where yara's coming from like i don't think she's crazy for wanting to stay there i think that he's a little heavy-handed with how he's telling her no he's trying to make her seem like she's crazy and that's what's causing her to push back 
Whereas if he were to just be like, Yara, I totally understand what you're talking about. And I, I want that for you, but I just am worried right now. We're so close to action that's happening or had happened. And I'm pretty sure Ukraine, like up until the very end, like even watching single life, like Caesar's in fucking Ukraine. And he's like, um, is everything okay? And literally all the people are like, no, it's fine. No, Russia's not going to invade us. Like they keep talking about it. They're not going to do it. And here's the truth. As as somebody who was in New York City when the time that Russia tried to invade Ukraine the last time, like they it's like this whole the Ukrainians, I guess because of that, they thought, oh, no, it's not going to happen. This is there's been a scare like this before. It's not going to happen. None of them took it seriously, at least like the regular people who were, you know, whatever. A lot of people just truly did not think anything was going to happen. And then it did happen. And it's like we watch it live on on single life of like Caesar being there and like asking what's her face of like everything was going to be okay. She's like, no, it's fine. And I feel like producers on the other side were like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't know if she's going to happen, but she's about to pop off. We got to get out of here. Like they took Caesar's black ass out of Ukraine. And then Caesar's like, I feel so bad. I want her to come to the U S and it's like, you know, so I understand why Jovi's worried because everyone didn't, no one thought anything was going to happen until it, it happened. And then even hearing Katrina's story that like she left her apartment building and two days later it got blown up. I'm like, girl, how did you know to leave? Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, I can't imagine. I mean, that's crazy. I also just like, yeah, this, so this, so after she, you know, like, talks to Katrina the next morning they all have brunch as I said and like you know Mila gets to meet Katrina you know and Mila like likes Katrina so we like Katrina Mila's like having time of her life Katrina's like nice to meet you Mila's like mm, you can stay Mila's like on Yara's lap honey she's like living her best life like Joby sits down the waitress is like would you like some coffee and Joby's like Heineken the waitress is like it's eight o'clock sir and <laughs> he's like so so anyway but then like uh, but then Yara's like honey you know what I'm going to ask a fave. I'm going to make sure that he feels cum. So beer for the gentlemen, Aperol spritz for the ladies, and including one baby, one for Myla. I'm going to start a young. She can drink. It's Europe. So um, they're all like enjoying brunch time or whatever. And this is where it gets messy. So Jovi has already like put his foot in his mouth by saying that he doesn't want to learn Ukrainian. But now that he's here, everyone's always speaking Ukrainian. And so all he hears is just like, Jovi, Jovi, you know, and he's like pissed. And so there's what's happening. But basically, they're also saying, we want to spend more time with you, blah, 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 Yara. And he doesn't already has said he does not want them to stay while he leaves. He wants them to go as a family. Now, here is also where I think just as a marriage thing. You can't talk about this kind of stuff when you're with a bunch of people who have swaying opinions on one side and on one's one one of the uh, spouse's side. I'm not a marriage professional, believe it or not. But you can't have discussions like that in front of people when it's your personal marriage business and you know it's going to be a discourse maybe like an argument where someone feels differently because then you would then showcase and like leave your relationship open and vulnerable to other people's opinions and i disagree i think it's a i think it's a bad move so i understand that yara wants to stay i understand that yara's mom wants her to stay i understand why katrina would want her to stay and all these things i have empathy for i think that the conversation is like well ladies i'll talk about it with jovi after and if they're pressing jovi please jovi and he's like 
we'll have a discussion and um i understand you know that's all you can say but there's no like to have him be like jolie please look at my mom and she's crying and olga's like and in jovi's mind he's like i've never liked that one honey so like cry your crocodile tears honey or like making me like lubricated to go home you know what i'm saying like lubricate these joints i'll make you know like a boarding pass happen on this fucking cell phone i can't wait to leave you know and meanwhile talmage is there honey whose name is talmage <laughs> who's like sitting there with his strong jaw just like trying to like smack down some bacon with these like biddies talmage gets like to give his opinion which every time talmage gives opinion i just feel like yara is just shooting daggers into his like soul you know yeah, 100%. I think that like I think you're correct. However, we are we are we are watching a show, so we can't have that conversation be private. But it they also they're in their 20s and that is very indicative of what a 20 how 20-year-olds will argue with their friends mm -hmm. about stuff. I also yes. think that too Jovi is being wildly heavy-handed. Like I said, if he if he had been like, "Babe, I understand what you are saying." And I understand why you want to stay. But the truth is, is that I will be an emotional wreck if you two are here. I love you guys so much and I don't want anything to happen to you. And I, I understand that it's safe here in Germany and like I could have strong jaw watch you. I get that. However, I, I am just so uncomfortable with it. And if you, if you want to come back in a month and stay for a month, then let's talk about that. But on this trip, I need you to come back with me. Strongjaw himself was like, mm, I, I don't know. I can't really look out for them. No, and I'm like happened. that. And I'm like, John, Jaw, you had so much strong opinions in the car. And all of a sudden now you can't really speak. Come on now. Honey, for a strong jaw, you weak. Yeah. Um, so anyways, there's that mama starts to cry and like, nobody cares. And you mean Jovi, you Jovi, you mean you selfish Jovi, selfish Jovi. And he's just, like sitting there with his like underbite just looking so Myla honey Myla's just like <laughs> I love that. I love that face honey I love it I mean like sometimes she looks like she thinks that like every moment of everything is happening around her like in Myla's mind she looks at the cameras and I think that she's like they're me I think it's so funny when kids grow up with like cameras shoved in their face you remember that one episode of Jill and Kate plus eight or whatever their name was. No, that's not it. But Kate. I know, I know. It's some Jill, John. Yeah, John. Jill and Kate plus eight. It was I, just like this lesbian couple, honey, yeah. and like a bunch remember, of like half lovely Asian kids. Yeah, no, Jill and remember, Kate. Plus remember eight. John and Kate plus eight? Like they to me were like the original ninety day fiance, like family drama or family like a show or whatever. To me. And so, like, do you remember that there's a, there was an episode, and I never saw one one episode. The only episode I saw was when the kids were older and it was like after like a couple of months or maybe a year or so of the camera crew not being there. And then the camera crew showed up and all of the kids just like swarmed the camera crew because they had grown up for years and years with these people that we never saw, but they did. And I always think about like Myla and Eleanor and Lucy and like, all of the 90 day fiance babies who just like happen to be around all of these camera people and like how they, they like forge relationships with them low key, you know? How come we never saw Lucy again? 
Oh, because John and whatever her name was chose not to be on the show anymore because, you know, John used to be fighting with the audience. So they like went all about their cameo, like whatever life, like they still share their story. They have like a private YouTube channel that you can like join and like, you know, follow with them. So, you know, they definitely kept their audience, but John was just always fighting, fighting folks. Fighting fucks. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We have one more couple left. Talk the about fighting fucks and down this I mean, the truth is, is that like Kim and Usman and Ginny and Sumit really do carry this show for me right now. Yes. I mean, yeah, they really, really do. Like, I, I'm so interested in their storyline. And as much as I want to talk about Kim so much because of the way she talks and how her and Usman, she loves them so much and she's super fun. I think that they really did bring the yammy yammy house a heat, you know? I, this this segment is actually, I mean, I would never have thought this segment would happen, and I'm so surprised by people's reactions, or, like, their reactions. So, Kimberly is back in America. You know what I'm saying? She got back. It's been, like, six weeks. But here's this tragedy strikes. She's been back six weeks, okay? When we pick up, she's six weeks then. But two weeks after she got back, her mom died. Okay? Yeah. Very close to the mom. We met the mom, very close to the mom, yeah. you know, and she was just like, it was just her and the mom that lived together. And so like, yeah, they were probably, as they were getting older, you know, did things like crawled in bed together. It's just like, that was her comfort person. And I feel bad about that. So now we pick up and Jamal's there and he's like spending time with his mom, comforting his mom. And now that she, her mom died, she like somewhat has like a little like renewed zest for a couple of things. A, her health. She wants to like stop smoking and she like did vape here and there. We would see that or whatever. And I think like getting control of her health. Like she's like working out at this time. Wow. But we never knew she smoked. Like we, she <laughs> never put it on front street the way Angela did. Mm-hmm. She, we never knew she smoked. We saw her vaping that one time, I mean, at least me that one time. And so it was mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, like interesting for her to be like, I got to get my health together because I'm by myself. And like she, this woman is in mourning. And I want to say my heart goes out to you. I know this happened a while ago and I remember when it happened in real time and like, bravo for you for choosing to come back to the show and doing it because you were in mourning and you let us into a very hard time in your life. So thanks for that. For a moment, I thought you were talking to me. And then I was like, oh, no, she's still talking about Kimberly. <laughs> and then um, I also want to know, like, what the Gardenia perfume smelled like. I just love Gardenia so I much. I love Gardenia yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. Jasmine. And what if it was, like, a natural oil, like a Gardenia? Like, oh, there was this one. There's this, like, this, like, Arab perfume that I want to get. It's on Instagram. And it's, like, one that's Jasmine and one that's Gardenia's. But I'm, like, I don't know how, like, heavy the scent is in order for me to purchase it because then I won't be able to wear it. But if it's, like, a, like a genteel, like, oil yeah i love a genteel oil send to me i'll see what it looks like I'll, I'll see what it looks like so she also drops another bit of information when she's talking to jamal that her mom loved usman like usman would call and then like usman would be like mama and then like the mom would be like usman so like, boy yeah they would just like kiki about that or whatever so we also find one more bit, bit of information jamal says that during this time that Usman has been like really lovely and supportive of his mom. It's made him feel good about the relationship. And like, he just feels like she's, he's like been there for her, which is like so interesting. Cause I'm like, what does that mean? Like how, like for someone's mom to die is a big ass deal. So it's like, and for someone to be happy with the, with the level of, effort you've displayed is great like what did that look like was he calling her a lot was he texting or va- facetiming was there flowers that were delivered a bunch like you know what did it look like 
You know, I feel like it was just like he was calling her and answering her calls. Like, and then he would see his mom scurry off to go talk to Usman. Because really the truth is, what could he do? Like what, what, and she, she will defend him at any point. She will defend him and talk about how great he is at any turn that she can get. Like even when they're having East African food and she's like trying to explain about something that she truly doesn't even understand. She makes it seem like, oh my God, it's so a part of his culture. Jamal, you have no idea how much part of this culture is like, it's really big in this culture. But anyways, that like, let me just back up a little bit. So she's like, I don't know what to do. My mother's gone. Who do I take care of? Do I take care of Usman? It's really important more than ever now for me to get Usman here because now it's just me by myself and I have no one. So I, I really just want him here. And so I just find that that's like a, not a silly reason, but it's like weird that she would like to escalate the, the, the trip now because her mother's gone and she's by herself. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, it's weird for me. So she calls Usman and he is in his studio. Mm-hmm. And she thanks him for all of his support. And he's like, it's my duty. Like, he is just like, so happy. He he doesn't even like have the humility to be like, no, babe. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine how I would feel if my fa- mother died. She means everything to me. And I know how much your mother meant to you. Yeah. And I, um, I, I want to be there for you because I love you. And I want to support you in the, yes. the hardest time of your life. That is what the fuck needed to be has said. Instead of him just big upping himself and being so proud. That just made me. I, 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 I just want to see a, pe- that's why I'm like, wow. Like, were there many gifts sent? Were there singing <laughs> telegrams? Like, I mean, like my mind, I'm like, are you trying to make her laugh all the time? It's like a scene is like big banana, honey. Kimberly opens the door and it's like Kimberly, and she's like, <laughs> oh, that Usman, that was making me laugh, you know. And I'm like, well, I would like, was I would like, is it just that he called you? I mean, I don't know. But here's the thing: it's really hard to get men to like even make a phone call. So whatever, he gives him big props. That was so. That was I don't know. That just like tickled me. Okay, can we? Get, I just want to like talk about this. Okay. This is what he says, and her reaction to me is the opposite of what I thought her reaction to be. So obviously, the whole situation is that he needs to have a child for his parents to make him happy. It's like the bloodline, everyone has a child or whatever, like it's like that whole thing, right? God bless. And she's old, right? Kimberly's old, can't have any more kids, barren, blah, blah, blah. So because of that, he has to what? have a second wife. Second wife's happening, second wife's to bear him a children. Now we all thought, well, Usman gets to have his cake, eat it too. He gets to like marry Kimberly, but then gets to have a hot one. He gets to like bone, bone, bone or whatever and like produce kids from it. Everyone is like, happy great how great for him then he says this look kimberly because we went to the office and they said that there's no like you know second marriage is allowed because of polygamy and it's like not allowed in america i have a remedy the remedy is my favorite brother muhammad and i hate the other one right Farouk, ugh. but muhammad the one i really like has the son he's like three-year-old son super cute okay and I love that kid, you know, looks just like me. I don't know. looks like my, you know, I'm, we're, we're close. I'm going to adopt him already. My, already my family adopt someone that's already my family. And then I don't have to have a second wife. You never have to be jealous of anything. No other second wife exists. I get one kid, one kid. And then like, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is, yeah, like, help me raise this kid so I can move to America with you, which is what you knew that I would have to have happen anyways. I would have to have a kid. Except that now you don't have to have to think about me effing anyone. I have an already made kid. 
Okay, so in my mind, I was like, holy shit, like, Usman just, like, came up with the best solution possible. He's fine with that. He's fine with that. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, this man loves Kimberly. He's, like, trying to have a way where she's his only woman, you know, like, he'll whatever. Kimberly is weirded out by this is like oh i guess it's in its culture to take on someone's kid but i don't want to raise a kid and it's like you are already dating who's already gonna raise a kid you're already raising usman what are you talking I, about? it is so wild to me and this is where i guess i am this is my blind spot and i'm gonna say this sentence out loud and i know that it's terrible for me to say it but okay the fact that she doesn't want to take care of this kid and pretends like she's never heard of family members taking care of children is ridiculous. And she's lazy. And she probably had a heart. Like, I get it that like, like I said last episode or whenever I said it, that sometimes people have children and realize that motherhood necessarily isn't for them and they don't want to raise any more kids. But you then should not be with someone who needs to have kids. <sighs> Yeah. You can't like it's the same thing with Jenny and Sumit. You can't, and no, it's not the same because Sumit is oh, wow, Sumit doesn't want kids, and yeah, so yeah. he's gonna get try to get one be, to make his parents happy. But it's just like you knew that Sumit needed to have a child in order for his mother to be satisfied, so he finds a remedy that should work, and you are so selfish that you don't want to take care of a child, and just so like take care of that man's baby. I mean, the truth is, is that that baby is going to be all her responsibility. I can't imagine Usman taking care of not nary a child, but also it's a win-win situation. He says that his mother isn't going to be too happy with it, but the fact that they're getting one of their young, one of her lineage to go live in the United States to possibly forge a better life for those back in Sokoto, like it's worth the trade-off. And like Muhammad is willing to just be like, here, take this one. Just, just take this one. I, I know, I know that. And it's like, it's what happens when you have family who is in the States. Sometimes they send you their kids. Like with David and Annie, David and Annie is trying to get either her younger siblings or her cousin's kids. They're trying to get three children back to the U.S to give them a better life and you don't see David over here complaining talking about I'm 51 and I have to take care of kids it's like fuck just take care of these damn kids it's just yeah. one kid too and she's like I already raised my kid I already did my job I already did Jamal you know what I mean it's like girl what do you mean you already raised your one like I get it you did but you're marrying someone young you've fallen yeah. in love with someone young be prepared to have to go back into motherhood that's just the way I feel I know it's terrible to say it there's plenty of women out there who are like I already raised my kid I ain't taking care of nobody kid well guess what don't get with someone who's 33 who needs to have kids that's true that's true then she goes to the restaurant with Jamal which is it's the African also, it's also East African flavors and if we know anything Chris what do we know that it's a lot of like anja anja it's like Ethiopian no I don't know what sure it's it's East African but Usman is Nigerian which is on the what side yes thank you great Nigeria is West Africa East Africa is Kenya, Somalia, Ethiopia, you know. So East African is Ben. What's his name? Ben Zim. What's his name? Ari. Ari's wife, husband. What's his name? Benji. Biniam. And also, what's her name who married that white man from Arizona? I can't remember her name either. That beautiful African girl who had the white man had to pay the dowry, but he was poor. Akini? Yes. Oh, Chris. Come. Oh, I, it, I can see 
service. Anyways, a Kenny, that's that's Kenya. Like it's it's East African. So the fact that she sits down and she's like, oh yeah, this is Hausa food. And I was like, oh, I didn't know there was Hausa on the East Coast as well. Interesting. High clock that. So I'm just gonna say it. And Jamal thought it was fire. And I was like, I would like to taste everything that you're eating right now. You had a yeah. samosa, mm, delicious. Yeah, I uh, we've had Ethiopian food together in little Ethiopia, a little part of Fairfax, and I actually like all the tastes of Ethiopian food. Food. The only thing I didn't enjoy was the bread-like, sponge-like vehicle in which you use to like put it in your mouth, which is this texture of a food substance that I guess I just kind of like wish it was another. Anyway, having said that, I it's cute that she really wants Jamal and Usman to be friends. She's, it was very in, important for Kimbali for them to be friends so much so that guess what the season's not over yet kimberly is gonna get her butt right back there honey and this time she's gonna be a friend no it's not an urn of her mother's ashes but it's jamal who she is like okay this last trip was all about you and your family and you and your wants and your family and like the kids you're gonna have and this is my kid honey my kid my kid but here's the thing i want this to have happen i want her to go back and I want her to meet Mohammed's little like three-year-old baby boy. And I want her to fall desperately in love. And I want them to show us how cute this little three-year-old baby boy is where she's just like, no, I think she's lazy. I don't, I don't think she's going to want to take care of this kid. I, I, I love the fact that she tries to, she tries to explain away to Jamal something that she finds to be totally weird. She's like, it's his culture. I guess they just take each other's kids and just raise them. I'm like, girl, you know that happens in the U.S. Stop being obtuse. Like, it doesn't happen here. That happens all the time. People do take their family members' kids and raise them if they have a better yeah. circumstance, which is what would be happening. And yeah. then it's like, then he's then he's like, what? The, like, I think f- 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 Jamal went full only child and was like, so you're just gonna like raise some other little kid and love them more than me? And like, how old are you gonna be? It's like 70 when this kid is 18. I'm like, yeah. Which what's wrong is grandparents take care of their grandchildren all the time so let's just pretend that kim bali is his grandmother like it's not so crazy my dad is 70 and he takes care of a seven-year-old what <laughs> like when he said that i was like my dad doesn't even have the benefit of being 75 and dealing with an 18 year old grandchild he's dealing he'll deal with a 10 year old who's like autistic and will just like jump around on his neck you know what I'm saying? Like, what? You're lucky you have this three-year-old. Like, and then she's like, I don't know. I just really want you guys to get along. You guys don't have to be best friends. I don't expect him to be your father, but like, you have to do it for me. And he's, Jamal's like, but what if I just, don't, I'm not going to pretend. Like, I'm happy that you have like a superstar, like gangsta boyfriend or whatever. And she's like, well, don't say it like that. It's not, like, she's, he's like, no, it isn't he, is he not a, a super, superstar Nigerian? Is that, is that not what he is? And she's like, well, when you say it, it sounds stupid as it is, because <laughs> it is stupid. But anyways, and so like he he's like he's just like yeah, I, I'm not I'm not gonna force a relationship. And basically, Kimbali's like, look, I don't want you to fucking force a relationship. Just don't make me have to choose. I'm gonna choose him. Yeah, because I'm gonna choose that dick. I'm not gonna choose to be single. Yeah, because I no longer have my mom. Yeah. yeah, because you don't like him, I'm not gonna choose to be single. Yeah, I, she was like, see, she actually said this. She was like, well, I can't marry him until you meet him. And then he said, well, what if I don't like him? And then she was like, well, yeah, I'm still going to marry him. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was so funny. Wait, I have a question. She loves her mom's gardenia perfume, but in her own life, she has chosen raspberry body fantasy spray. Why? <laughs> why? 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 That's like the biggest thing. Like, oh, she knows scent so well. Like, she loves a scent. This woman loves a scent, right? She chooses her scents. It's the raspberry body fantasy spray and whatever. And then she also loved her mom's gardenia perfume. And so she has made cho- everything you see that she is, she's, she's chosen, is what I'm saying. She's, she's like every, she chooses every spray every day yeah she's like respect me don't res- respect me please and i'm just like girl i love that though i love like i can't get married to him until after you meet him what if i you don't like what if i don't like him <laughs> uh well <laughs> no you have to like you don't have to like him, don't him, him. <laughs> just so, just I'm respect him just respect me okay please just because you're the most he he you and him are the most important people in my life i mean you're more important but yeah. you don't have sex with me, yeah so me. you're I less mean. important yeah. but i won't say that <laughs> yeah uh you guys can you believe it's another episode done we didn't have any balal and shy but interesting because of course she wants a baby and he does not and then you know here we are so if only usman could just have her baby and never loop it up and everything is fine wa has finished her glass of wine and here we are at the end of this episode <laughs> we have love during lockup that will be up as well so if you're following that god bless other than that we love you and i'm getting through single life because i really want to do like a single life at least for patreon something or other so i'm still i'm um, getting through it i'm almost done other than that why as i've already said like barely talks to me anymore so getting- i want to give you the opportunity to watch all of the shows you have to watch if i call you then you might not watch the docuseries that we have talked about you watching especially that you're laid up with like a bum ankle or whatever yeah <laughs> so you know yes yes i but I, the truth of the matter is it's like i actually did a lot like you know like saturday i just like hung out you know like didn't go to annie's birthday you know because as i said i had to like drive my dad to the notre dame usc game saturday I hung sunday I hung out with some friends i ate borscht for the first time and it was lovely Borscht, by the way, I never, I, I often knew it as like being beet soup, which is like, you know, great. I knew what gazpacho was, which was a cold tomato soup. And so I, <laughs> but then borscht ended up being just basically, it tastes just like vegetable soup, just like a, a yummy, like vegetable soup, garlic and everything just happens to be pink because of the beets. Anyway, so don't stop yourself. By the way, this is a, another hour, 15 minute episode for no, for what feels like no reason at all, but we've done, we've done it. Thank you so much for listening to us, for giving us five stars, for dealing with our Wi-Fi. Sorry, Jean Marie. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast amongst your friends. It's a free holiday gift you can give your loved ones. So think about that if you are just really super broke and if you aren't super broke think about joining our patreon at patreon.com slash docusweeties where you could do ten dollars a month to get the visuals of what you were hearing and an unedited version also we should say that hope you had a happy happy thanksgiving with your family and if you you know remember what this day really is supposed to signify that is like the terror that is the united states upon the native americans we hope that if you are native american you had a good day and uh if you're me you ate stuffing because you made it from scratch so we just hope all the best intentions for this day 
for this day that already happened five days ago. We love mm-hmm. you guys so much. And also follow us on Instagram at DocuSweeties. You can also follow us on TikTok and Twitter at DocuSweeties1. Other than that, we love you guys so much. We're so thankful that you're listening. And thank you for allowing us a little moment of your lives. And by little moment, an hour, 15 minutes, we thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.